Matthew from the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then verses 18 through 23, and can be found on page 1516 in the Pew Bible. Matthew records, That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds had gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Another seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil, and it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, whoever has ears, let them hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred or sixty or thirty times what was sown. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So today's gospel is commonly called the parable of the sower. And I just read this parable from Matthew. But we can find this uh, account, this story, this parable in Mark 4 and in Luke chapter 8. And in each case, the gospel writers not only record the parable itself, uh, 
but its explanation as well. And because we have Jesus' explanation, this parable is valuable on on two levels. Jesus' explanation not only gives us the spiritual truth of this parable, but it also gives us guidelines that help interpret other parables. And of course, a parable, as you know, is an explanation of a divine truth using a word picture of an earthly story. As many of us learned in Sunday school, it is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And the story in today's gospel is simple enough. As I read or as I hear Jesus' words, I imagine the first century farmer walking in a field with a a bag of seeds that is slung over his shoulder, and he's rhythmically throwing out, grabbing a handful of seeds from the bag. He's scattering it on the field. The idea, of course, at the time was to distribute the seed over the whole field so that it would grow and produce a crop. And it probably was a scene that was quite common during the planting season in that day. But what is different, what is different here, is that the farmer seems to be indiscriminate about where he sows the seed. I could see a farmer coming to the edge of a field and trying to cover every square inch of the field with seed. That's simple enough. It's entirely possible that a few seeds might overshoot onto the soil surrounding the field. But in the parable, the farmer seems to be throwing the seed everywhere, not only on good soil, but also on the road, the rocks, and the thorns everywhere. And the farmer doesn't seem very accurate in his distribution of the seed. And as Jesus explained the meaning of this parable, well, he asked his disciples to concentrate on the activity of the seed as it interacted with this variety of soils. For example, the seed represents the word of the kingdom. That is the proclamation, the salvation that Jesus earned for us on the cross. And the scattering of the seed represents the preaching of the word of the kingdom. And the soil, the soil types, represent the different types of people the types of people who hear the preaching of the word of the kingdom. Now, Jesus began with those who simply reject the word. He said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Now, the Bible tells us this in 1 Timothy verse 2, 
I mean, chapter 2, verse 4, he records, uh, Paul records, God our Savior desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. All people. The truth is that some people reject the word and resist the Holy Spirit. They remain, they remain in unbelief and under God's judgment by their own fault. And eventually, God allows the devil to take the word away from them. They have hardened their heart against the work of the Holy Spirit by simply refusing to believe. Now, the next scenario began on a hopeful note, but it ended in tragedy. Jesus said this, As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Now here, the seed produces results for a while. This type of person receives the word with joy. He joins a local congregation. He may even become quite active. And then something comes along to test the faith, and he falls away. In Jesus' day, many, many fell away when Jesus began talking about his future suffering, his death, and his resurrection. They could not accept that teaching. And we often hear of those who, during the persecution of the early church, who gave up their lives rather than deny Jesus. But there were others who fell away from the faith rather than surrender their earthly lives. And today, today, there seem to be many who fall away when they find something in the Bible with which they disagree. They would rather forsake the word than have it change them. Now, what should be noted about this particular type of soil is that the sun that dries out the rootless plant, the sun dried out the rootless plant. And this is the same sun that provides energy for growth to the fully rooted plant, but it withers the rootless plant. Now, in a similar way, the same persecution that withers a rootless faith, well, that persecution strengthens a well-rooted faith. And the third scenario illustrates a similar tragedy. Jesus said this, As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. And once again, 
we hear that the seed sprouts. And once again, this type of person joins a local congregation. And the problem here is that the cares of this world are more important than the word of the kingdom. A late night party or even late night television is more important than being rested up enough to receive God's divine service. Attending an athletic banquet is more important than catechism. Extracurricular activities are more important than family devotions. Basically, there are so many things to do in this world that God's word becomes an afterthought instead of a priority. And the types of people represented by both the rocky soil and the thorny soil have rejected God's word just as much as the people represented by the path. And in the end, they have resisted the Holy Spirit and are under God's judgment by their own fault. Now the last type of soil illustrates, illustrates the fruit that God's word can bear. Again, Jesus said, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. And this time, the roots of God's word run deep, and it thrives, and it produces a harvest. And notice, though, that even the good soil is dead even the good soil is dead until God's word takes root in it. And the power comes from God. And he uses his word to distribute that power. The truth is God works in us as we read and hear the word. He brings us into his family as that very same word combines with the water of holy baptism to join us to Christ's crucifixion. He sustains and strengthens our faith with the word combined with the bread and the wine as he offers himself to us in his body and blood. These are the means the means of grace whereby God works the power of his word in us. The fact that the farmer is reckless as he sows the seed illustrates the recklessness of God. God is reckless with his salvation. He spreads his word throughout the earth to all peoples in all times and in all places. He withholds his word from no one, just as he withholds his son from no one. He does not aim, he does not take aim with his word at any one people or any one place or at any one time. Jesus died on the cross 
to take the way take away the sins of all people in all time and in all places. He rose from the dead to declare his victory to his disciples. And he told them in Acts 1:8, "You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth." There's another reason that God sows the seed of his word so generously. Today's Old Testament reading, Isaiah 55, specifically verse 10. Isaiah records, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth, and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. You see, a parable is an earthly story, and a parable has limits. It can only illustrate a few spiritual truths at best. And so it is with the parable of the sower. Although there are many ways in which God's word is like a seed, and this is important, are you listening? Although there are many ways in which God's word is like a seed, there are some things that God's word can do that seeds cannot. What can God's word do that seeds cannot? Well, let me tell you. A seed cannot change the soil on which it falls. But God's word can and does change the heart. The message of the salvation that Jesus earned for us on the cross can soften the hard heart. It can break up the rocks and overcome the thorns. God does not sow his word once and then give up. He sows his word generously, season after season. He sows his seed with loving, reckless generosity. We are all born we are all born hard, rocky, and thorny. But season after season, God applies his word. God sends parents and teachers and friends and pastors to bring his word to us. And eventually, the word sends its roots deep and the Holy Spirit creates the faith that trusts in the crucified and risen God-man, Jesus Christ, for salvation. The windows of heaven will open, and that faith will receive all the gifts that God wants to pour out on us. And he will give us the forgiveness. He will give us the life and the salvation that lasts 
forever. And through his word, he promises to be with us here on this earth, and one day he will take us home to live with him forever. And that's a word that you can trust. In the name of Jesus, amen.